Welcome to the Kingdom Crossroads Podcast with Pastor Bob Thibodeau. Pastor Bob conducts personal interviews with Christian influencers from around the globe, helping Christian authors, recording artists, CEOs, entrepreneurs, nonprofit leaders, and yes, pastors and ministry leaders to get the word out about what they are doing to impact the world with the gospel. Our podcast has been rated in the top one half percent of all podcasts in the world by listennotes.com. So you know your message will be heard. Now, here is your host with today's interview, Pastor Bob Thibodeau. Hello, everyone, everywhere. Pastor Robert Thibodeau here. Welcome to the Kingdom Crossroads Podcast. I'm so blessed that you're joining us today. You've heard me share my story several times on this podcast, how after I left the military, I had my own business doing insurance sales and did quite well for several years. Had my own agency with agents and staff, and we became the second highest producing agency nationwide for the company I was with. But eventually I got bored with it and entered law enforcement for some excitement for a change, right? Well, the reason I bring up this is simple. Our guest today has written an absolutely fabulous book titled Sell Like Jesus. Praise the Lord. Most people recognize Jesus as the master in servant leadership, but did you know he was a master salesman to boot? Deb Brown Mayer says, when done right, sales is a form of servant leadership, and that is so true. In her book, Sell Like Jesus, Seven Characteristics of Christ for Ethical Sales, she unpacks what Jesus did, how he did it, how you can apply it, to your sales conversations as well. Amen. Deb Brownmeyer is an accomplished business owner who's been helping salespeople connect with their ideal clients for over 30 years. Her professional background includes expertise in all levels of sale execution, training, coaching that spans multiple industries, as well as businesses of every size from startups to mid-range and global organizations. Her passion is helping her clients overcome obstacles to achieve sales success so they are better able to serve their clients while fulfilling their own goals and dreams. And she is committed to teaching people to sell from a position of authority. Help me welcome to the program, Deb Brown Mayer. Deb, it is such a pleasure to talk to you. I've been looking forward to this interview ever since we got it booked. I do appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah, I really appreciate being on the show, Pastor Robert. Thanks for having me. Amen. Uh, Deb, uh, first question I always start with is this. Other than that brief information I just shared, can you tell us in your own words, who is Deb Brown Mayer? So I am a daughter of the king. I am a worshiper. I, I love worshiping the Lord actually through painting. I'm a prophetic artist. And everything that I do in life and in the business realm is focused on honoring God. Amen. 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 Now, your first venture into sales was fairly successful. Can you explain the success you had selling potholders door to door? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So, you know, as a kid, you have no fear. You don't know what you don't know. And I, as an artist, my the talent showed up early on. So my mom had gotten me this little loom with cloth loops that you weave into potholders. 
So I just loved playing with different colors, making different designs. And before I knew it, I had 35 pot holders. What is my mom going to do with 35 pot holders? Well, nothing. So I thought, I wonder if the neighbor ladies will buy them. So I started knocking on doors, 25 cents a piece. You want to buy a pot holder? And before I knew it, I sold out, which meant I had money to go buy more loops to make more pot holders, which my mom loved because it kept me busy. She said I was one of those kids that needed to be kept busy. Amen. Amen. But the, the one thing I like from that, door-to-door sales is hard. Yes, it is. And you found a product that would sell. I was eight. Eight years old selling door-to-door. Hey, you can't do that nowadays. But <laughs> No, it's a lot harder yeah. nowadays. Ma- many things have changed, haven't they, since Amen. that time? Amen. I, I yeah. chuckled when I was reading that. I says, that's amazing. Because, you know, I, I tried to sell vegetables door-to-door. That didn't work. You know, but from our oh, garden, I'd take tomatoes yeah. and stuff. The problem was everybody had their own gardens. <laughs> <You know? laughs> I think I was like nine or 10, you know, hey, what buy Too some tomatoes? No, I got tomatoes. You want some of mine? <laughs> you know? Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but you're, you know, what made you decide to pursue sales as a career goal? Well, that too was a little bit accidental. Um, I got a degree in Latin American studies, a Bachelor of Arts, which I was hoping to be able to do translation work, but realized that I actually should have gotten a teaching degree. And at the time, I just had not too many years prior graduated from high school, and my high school class was brutal to our teachers. They were rude. They were disrespectful. So when I went to college, I didn't really want any parts of becoming a teacher that was going to be treated that way. So here I was. I could speak Spanish fluently, write Spanish fluently, but there really weren't a lot of translation opportunities. So I ended up doing customer service and eventually sales. And at that point, unlike when I was eight, now the high pressure sales tactics were front and center with business. And the script that I was given to sell by, to me, was insulting. I could not, I wouldn't want to be on the receiving end of that kind of dialogue. So how could I do it to other people? And that was the place where God really planted the seed of this dream of finding a way to sell that honored people and honored God and I could make a living at because it doesn't do any good to give everything away. There's a point when you're in sales, you must sell and you must sell at a profit. So as Christians, there's always this conflict because we look at Jesus as the ultimate giver. He gave his life. What more could anyone give than what he gave? Yet, I maintain 
he also exacted a price. He didn't make us pay money, but he did ask us to lay our lives down. He did ask us to give up self, selfish desires, selfish wants and needs, and to do it every day, to lay down self, to pick up his cross and walk daily with him so that we can bring the kingdom of heaven here to earth. That is a price that many people are not willing to pay. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Amen. But your, your first venture in sales didn't really work out the way that you thought it would. I mean, what I was reading said, you felt you were like, you were lumped into the same category as a used car salesman, right? Exactly. I have to admit, I've felt like that before as well. Matter of fact, I did sell cars for a while. (laughs) (laughs) But what did you do to overcome that perception? I realized that what was happening was that every one of us has had a negative experience with a really bad salesperson. And so we have drawn the conclusion that everyone who is in sales is like that, and therefore we must protect ourselves. So as buyers, we come to the table with our defenses up. We don't want to be taken advantage of. So we don't share the whole truth about what we're looking for. We don't share the whole truth about how much we have to spend because we don't want people to take all our money, right? So all of that is basically as buyers, we're coming from a position of fear of being taken advantage of. And what is it that fosters that? It's the language that makes you sound like everyone else. So I realized we have to learn to sound different are down to the words that we use. So let's take something that is near and dear to most people's heart, and that's closing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The assumptive close is one of the closes that we all recognize. So would Tuesday or Thursday be best for you to start? Mm -hmm. So I'm assuming you're going to start and you get to choose which day you'd like to start. Now, What kind of feeling does that conjure up in you, Robert, even in this role play kind of scenario? You're being forced into something. Right. So shift gears, put that method to the side, actually throw it out (laughs) because the buyer is the decision maker. I'm just the decision getter. I need to ask for the decision but you're the one who decides. So instead of the assumptive close, once someone has been qualified and I know I can help them and I know they have a budget set aside, they've got money to spend, they know they're going to need to make an investment to fix their situation. Then I simply ask the question, what would you like to see happen next? Amen. Amen. Right? Mm-hmm. And that, what feelings does that bring up for you? Well, that automatically puts you with the feeling that you're in charge. 
Right, because you are. You own your wallet. And now I'm using language and an approach that honors that fact. So as I work with people, Robert, it's a three-stranded cord, no surprise. It's mindset, it's actions, and it's strategy. So I first have to have the right mindset. I need to honor the fact that you have a God-given right to say no to me. If it's not going to work for you, you have the right to tell me so. And I can actually feel good about hearing that when it's not a good fit. The problem for most salespeople is we've not been schooled in how to have a dialogue that really diagnoses the problem. And we instead default to dog and pony show. Let me try to convince you, if I, if I tell you all the great and wonderful things that what I have can do for you, at some point, something's going to stick and you're going to buy. Wrong mindset. Here's the new mindset. I can't convince you of anything. I can barely convince myself and only when there's good data. Mm. And I review that data multiple times. So it's not about convincing. Instead, new mindset, it's about helping someone make the best decision for them. Amen. That's my job. Help you make a good decision for you. And you know what? That's the kind of giving. That's Christ-like giving. I am allowing you to fully process, to come to your own conclusion, and to make your own decision. Mm-hmm. Amen. Amen. You, know, you also have a saying that says people get into business because they love what they do, not because they love selling. But isn't sales a part of every business? Absolutely. Without sales, every business will fail. Mm-hmm. And most business owners, you know, it's, I think, more than 80% of the businesses in America have 10 employees or less. And it's probably similar around the world. Mm -hmm. So a lot of businesses are run by solo entrepreneurs or mom and pop shops, as we affectionately call husband-wife teams, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So if you're not doing the selling, who's going to do it? If, by the same token, you don't know how to sell your own stuff, how can you bring someone in and trust that they know how to represent you and your product and service in the way you want it represented? So even if ultimately you're not doing sales, It's really important to be able to teach those that you bring on board to do it in a way that's congruent with your values. Amen. 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 Now, you state that sales and evangelism, when done well, is a unique form of servant leadership. Can you explain that for us? Yes. So we talked about convincing versus allowing people to decide. Have you ever been on the receiving end 
of an evangelistic approach that tried to force you to accept Jesus. Oh, yeah. Always. A lot. Um, yeah. Yep. It's the same as trying to convince someone to buy your product or service. And it does Jesus a disservice. You know, there's this great book. As an author, I love plugging other authors. I don't even know the man. But this is a book worth reading. When to Walk Away. And I believe the author's name is Gary Thomas. He states 24 scriptures where Jesus either walked away or let people mm. walk away. Yeah. So totally scripturally based. What I mean, the one story that most people will resonate with is um, the rich young ruler. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Where he came to Jesus, what do I have to do? And he fit all the criteria until it came to where are you putting your trust? Is it in your riches? Because if it is, you're not ready to put your trust in God. And I venture to say it was the first time that young man had heard that concept. Mm -hmm. And it messed with his head. Yeah, it did. He walked away sad, dejected. It's speculated that that was John Mark. Mm -hmm. And that he actually came back and became a disciple. Mm -hmm. But regardless, Jesus let him walk away. He didn't run after him. He didn't try to convince him. No. He planted a seed, which is what we do as evangelists. We plant seeds of truth. And we let God, we let Holy Spirit water and nurture that seed in that person until they come to their own conclusion, Amen. right? Mm -hmm. So Amen. same concept can be applied in sales or evangelism. It's about respecting the other person's right to decide for themselves. Because if, if, if we are, if, if our arm has been twisted in any way, what do we get? Backouts. Buyer's remorse. Yep. Yep. Backsliding in yep. the Christian world. Mm -hmm. Right? Yep. Yeah, There's no sales, substitute. Yeah. When I was in sales, if you forced your way into a sale, usually within two, three weeks, they'd, they'd you know, notified the company we changed our mind, you know, and, and right. then it's a charge back. And That's really change. painful because yep. yep. you thought you had it and now it's yep. gone. Ah. Yep. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Oh, in your book, Sell Like Jesus, Seven Characteristics of Christ for Ethical Sales, you list seven different characteristics. Can you briefly go over them for us and just give us an idea of what you cover in your book? Because this truly sounds fascinating. I would be happy to. So what I did was look at how Jesus spoke with people, how he interacted with people, individuals and crowds. And I looked at the qualities that he was demonstrating that can be applied to any conversation. So we've talked about evangelism as sales. What about getting your kids to pick up their room? What about getting your spouse to go on vacation at the place you want to go? What about getting the department head 
to buy into your idea for how to execute the plans. So we're all in sales. We just are not exchanging money for goods and services. Amen. Mm-hmm. One in nine of us make our living doing that. But the rest of us are selling all the time. So as I go through these characteristics, think about how they can be applied, not just to selling, not just to evangelism, but to everyday life. Okay. So the first characteristic is about character. So this is knowing your identity. And for us in the Christian world, it's knowing our identity in Christ, knowing whose we are, not just who we are, because who we are is connected to him and his purposes. Mm -hmm. The second one is about connection. And in the sales world, this is about realizing that what you bring to the table is not going to be of interest to everybody. There's a niche market. And even in something like insurance sales that you did, There are certain people that you were better suited to help than others. So there are demographics, there are psychographics, there are personal preferences. I know people that choose only to work with men or only to work with women or only to work with family-run businesses, for example. So really understanding who do you connect with best based on how God has wired you. The third characteristic, clarity. And in this chapter, we look at being prepared and the simple concept of setting expectations. Clarity comes when we set expectations early and often. Yeah. Amen. Best way to, to guarantee misunderstanding is to never frame, never put a frame of reference around what it is that you're about to discuss. So this concept of expectation setting, it, it's it has a lot more um, practicality than one might think. The fourth characteristic. Should I stop for a minute? Do you have questions so far? No, no, go ahead. This is this is okay. great. I'm loving it. Okay. Fourth characteristic is called comprehension. This is about listening and asking questions. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's the scripture in Luke where Jesus was in the temple and he's, he, his parents have gone home and he's in Jerusalem listening to the scribes. And it says he was listening and asking questions. Boy, that scripture just, it's mm-hmm. like God put a spotlight on that. And he said, you got to listen first. Mm-hmm. We are so busy trying to think of what we want to say. We're so busy trying to figure out what's the next question I should ask. Instead of listening to what the person is saying. Mm-hmm. When we train ourselves to stop the brain chatter, Stop the self-talk and truly focus to listen 
we don't have to worry about what to ask because the person hands us the next question in what they've just said. Amen. Amen. That gift, boy, talk about giving. When you give someone the gift of listening to them, you'll change their world. How many Amen. people out there right now are feeling like nobody hears me? Nobody's listening to me. Nobody appreciates me. Yeah. Nobody cares about me. Nobody really knows me. That's because we live in a culture that steamrolls over this skill of listening. So, so that is something I'm just going to encourage all the, all the listening audience. <laughs> Amen. Practice listening. Amen. Amen. Practice listening people. Take a breath, sit back, don't worry about responding quickly, just wait, ponder, and your relationships, every single one of them will immediately improve. Hey folks, Pastor Bob here. We're all out of time for this portion of our interview today with Deb Brown Mayer, author of a great book, uh, Sell Like Jesus. Yes, this is about sales, and if you are into sales and you're a Christian, this book will help you to grow your sales because, well, you'll learn how to sell like Jesus. Hey, man, you can't help but succeed. Amen. Deb's been helping salespeople to become more successful for over 30 years, and I know she can help you as well. Just drop down to the show notes to get in touch with Deb, and the link for her book, Sell Like Jesus, is right there also. But we're not finished with our interview. This was just part one, praise God. So be sure to come back and join us for the next episode as we conclude our two-part interview with Deb Brown Mayer as we discuss all the important information she's included in her new book, Sell Like Jesus. Till then, this passed about reminding you, be blessed in all that you do. Thank you for listening to today's episode of the Kingdom Crossroads Podcast. Please subscribe to our podcast so you can be notified when another episode is published. With over 800 interviews and 1,000 published episodes, Pastor Bob is known as a podcasting expert for helping others to create their own podcast to share their messages with the world. Please visit our website at www.podcastersforchrist.com. That web address again is www.podcastersforchrist.com for more information. Until next time, be blessed in all that you do. Are you a Christian entrepreneur, coach, or author with a message that needs to be heard? Picture this, your voice reaching thousands, your story inspiring hearts, and your business flourishing like never before. Introducing Faithcasters, the ultimate platform that connects faith-driven professionals like you with the power of podcasting. Become a sought-after guest on Faith-Based Podcasts. Share your unique insights and connect with like-minded individuals who share your passion for faith and entrepreneurship as well. Imagine your expertise reaching a wider audience, expanding your network, and propelling your business to new heights. Well, it's all within reach with Faithcasters. So don't wait. Take the first step today on your journey to greatness by visiting our website at faithcaster.org. That's faithcaster.org.
Join the Faithcasters community now and unleash the full potential of your faith-driven enterprise. You do not want to miss this opportunity. Faithcasters, where faith meets podcasting and your dreams become reality. Visit faithcaster.org. Let's soar together. And remember, anyone can be a podcaster, but only a Christian can become a faithcaster. Faithcasters, your voice, your platform, your success.